Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Thanks for joining us today as we continue wrapping up our series on The End Times Prophecies. Here's Ray. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying The End Times, and today I'm here with my good friends Danny Jacobs and John Lay. Welcome, fellas. Thank you, Ray. Great to be here. Glad you're here. We are taking a look. We've been looking at the allegories throughout Scripture, and today I want to touch on what or who are the beast. Any thoughts? There's Ooh, actually I've got a uh, lot of thoughts. I don't know if you want to hear them. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to word it like that, I probably don't. <laughs> let's, uh, let, let's let that one go. Yeah. So there are actually three beast allegories in Revelation. So somebody want to jump in here? Well, I think the uh, first allegorical beast is got, has got to be Satan. Uh, Revelation 12:3 says, Then another sign appeared in the heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and on his heads were seven diadems. I think that's talking about Satan. I do too. I don't think there's much disagreement among biblical scholars that this is talking about Satan. It's pretty clear. You know, but there are also the other two beasts where mm-hmm. there are some disagreement. And yeah. so the popular view has that the second beast is the Antichrist and then the third beast is the false prophet. And, so, and that the second, well, then the second Antichrist is the actual person then, right? Well, what they believe is, so we've got the first beast is Satan. The second beast that comes up out of the abyss, they believe is the Antichrist. And then there's a third beast that is mentioned in the same chapter 13 that they believe is the false prophet. I just have a little different take on that. And so I wanted to discuss that with mm-hmm. you guys. So okay. you don't believe that it's going to be like the Roman Catholic Church, the head of the Roman Catholic Church then would be the false prophet? No, and or I actually the believe party or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I actually believe that the name false prophet is actually just another name for the Antichrist. Mm. You know, we've already seen that the Antichrist is only mentioned four times. Yeah, twice in the in First John, and then another time in Third John. And so, it's interesting that the name Antichrist is never mentioned in the Book of Revelation. And so people have a tendency when they don't see the word Antichrist, the name Antichrist, they think false prophet is a completely different person. I don't think so. And we'll get into that a little bit a little bit here as we go. Okay. So in chapter 13, there is a second beast that is different than the dragon because the dragon is standing there watching this beast come up out of the abyss. And I'll just start reading in Revelation 13, 1. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. So that's Satan standing there on the sea, side of the sea. Mm -hmm. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads, and on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. If you remember, Satan was described is the beast that had seven heads, ten horns, and only seven diadems. Mm-hmm. This beast has ten diadems. So we know it's a different beast and that Satan is watching. It's almost as if Satan has set the stage and now he's calling the players, he's giving them their cues to come on stage. I think that's a great analogy. And so we have to try to figure out who this second beast is. I believe it's a demonic spirit and also an empire. And here's some of the reasons why. Because this beast uh, comes up out of the abyss. So if you think about it, everywhere the abyss is mentioned in Scripture, it is a place of judgment. We know that Mm -hmm. it is 
places where it's a place where the demons go. If you remember when Jesus was casting out the legion, right. they said, it's not our time. You know, don't cast us into the abyss. There's other mentions of the abyss, but it's always a place of judgment that is outside of this world. It's in the spiritual realm. So if you think of the logic that this beast is coming out of the abyss, you're having to say that the Antichrist is dead, living in the abyss, a place of judgment for demons, Mm -hmm. and that God is going to allow him to be resurrected. He's going to come back from the dead and be resurrected in order to persecute his people. So you're making a lot of leaps there. And that this is a person as well, that a person does all this. Yes. So if you think the second beast is the Antichrist, he comes up, he's dead in the abyss under judgment. God allows him to come back to life. He joins him with a resurrection body for the sole purpose of torturing Christians and Jews. Absolutely makes no sense to me. When you say a demonic empire, is this like uh, a political empire made up of demons or, you know, describe that a little bit. I believe it's an empire empowered by a demonic spirit. If you remember in Daniel 10, that Daniel is visited by the angel uh, Gabriel and that he had been trying to get to Daniel but was delayed for 21 days because the prince of Persia had had delayed him. That is a description of a demonic spirit that was in control of an empire. So we have precedent for it in Scripture. So I believe that this is... The second beast is a demonic spirit that empowers the end times empire. On a side note, I I just it's interesting to me the difference in <clears throat> I guess treatment or interaction between the angel Gabriel and Daniel and yeah. the angel Gabriel and Muhammad in the Quran stories. Yes, completely different. I think interaction. That's, that's worth noting. Yeah, it's a completely different interaction. And, you know, another, it brings just more credence to what Christ says about, you know, entertaining angels unawares. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yes. Yep. So, um, so that is one of the big reasons that I believe that this second beast is a demonic spirit and also an empire. And if, you know, I want to con- kind of continue reading here. And we'll go back to Revelation 13, 2. Mm-hmm. It's talking about this demonic spirit beast. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like that of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. So these symbols that mm-hmm. you see are a direct lift from Daniel. And we will pick this back up right after the break. You've been listening to Minding the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, you can email us at ray at mindingthetruth.com. Also, we'd like to ask that you take a minute and prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. And if God has prompted you to do so, just go to mindingthetruth.com and click donate. Thanks again for listening. Now back to Ray. You know, as we uh, were discussing the uh, lion, the leopard, and the bear used to describe the second beast in Revelation 13.2 is actually a direct lift from Daniel. And Daniel talks about a lion, a leopard, and a bear as three separate empires. Mm. And we know that those are Babylon, Medo-Persia, and Greece. And then the fourth beast 
that Daniel talks about is the, the final end times empire. It's a very interesting revelation actually combines all three symbols into one beast. Well, and that's that final empire. Mm-hmm. I think I think John is giving us a clue that this final kingdom end times beast empire mm-hmm. is occupies the region of those three empires. So it's kind of like an overlay of the land or the geography that each of those empires inhabited. Yes. I think that's pretty fascinating. And I know some of the popular view tried to say, well, it's, you know, it's swift like a leopard, you know, right. ferocious like a bear and wise like a, or whatever, whatever their analogy is. I Lies think like that, a rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that completely discards all of the symbolism of Daniel, which is obviously revelation is an explanation of Daniel. Yeah. So it completely eliminates the fact that Daniel is describing empires. So anyway, I just thought that was fascinating. So as as we kind of continue to to see that this same beast is mentioned a couple of other times uh, in Revelation eleven seven, when they have finished their testimony, the beast that comes up out of the abyss will make war with them and overcome them and kill them. So I believe this is the same beast of Revelation thirteen. Uh, then we also. In Revelation 9, 1, Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star from heaven, which had fallen to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit was given to him. You know, in Scripture, a fallen star is always talking about a demon, uh, unless it's talking about Satan. Satan right. is also mentioned. But it's, it's obvious here that this is a demon. And if we drop down in chapter 9 to verse 11, they have as king over them the angel of the abyss. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek has the name Apollyon. So this same beast that we have, that's the second beast mm-hmm. that's in Revelation 13 is also in chapter 11, also in chapter 9. And this name Abaddon in Hebrew means destruction, and Apollyon in Greek means destroyer. It's very interesting that this demon spirit that controls the empire, I believe, is seen as almost a, an empowerment or father figure to the Antichrist. So let's look at Second Thessalonians 2, 3. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. So here Paul is talking about the Antichrist and basically says he's the son of destruction. Well, this Second beast is called the destroyer. Uh, he is also, you know, the means of destruction. So it's a pretty cool tie-in to me. Yeah, it that seems to tie that up quite nicely. Uh, I think you know. Yeah. Whereas some people would say that the name of the Antichrist would be Abaddon, and we should look for someone like that. Mm-hmm. You're saying that it's the son of, like the scripture says very clearly, it's the son of this person yes. or this demon, actually. Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, those are some of the reasons why I believe the second beast is actually a demonic spirit and not the Antichrist. And it seems like this this entity is a unifier. And I would you care to speculate on what he uses to unify everyone? You think it's a, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely speculation, but you think it's like the the global warming aspect? You think it's a religion? What do you think? <laughs> it's hot out here. Well, it's, you know, I'm obviously the whole study 
you know, I believe that Islam is the end times empire. So, so that I, is the all these kingdoms, if you will, come together under Islam. Yes. That seems very plausible and like it's actually happening. And it's twofold. It is a religious draw. And it's also a political mm-hmm. power draw. Right. You know, if you think about the Ottoman Empire, the Ottoman Empire ruled that whole area of the Middle East. Largest ever, right? Yes, for, yeah. a, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And because we have a Western education, you know, Ottoman Turk Empire was just barely mentioned in my studies. Me too. And it was as big or bigger and lasted almost as long as the Roman Empire. I mean, right. it's right. And it was all unified under Islam. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to see a resurgence of that, in my opinion, and that's the unifying element is the uh, it's both religion and political. And I think the Antichrist will embody both. He will be a religious figure as well as a political figure where the popular view has two separate figures. They've got a political figure, the mm-hmm. Antichrist. They've got a religious figure, mm-hmm. the false prophet. I believe that's one person in the Antichrist. So let's look at the third beast. And why I view him as the Antichrist. So if we look back in chapter 13, we've already seen the, the second beast mentioned in verses uh, 1 through 10. And now we're going to pick up in 11 with this third beast. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. And it had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke as a dragon. Well, if you think about it, that second beast came out of the abyss, which mm-hmm. is a place of judgment for demons. Right. This beast comes out of the earth, which the earth is always a description of man. Adam right. was made from the dust of the earth. So this, in my opinion, is showing that this, this beast is a man and that he's coming out of the earth. He has two horns. In other words, he has the same kind of power like a lamb. Well, he's a, he's a false Jesus. He's an antichrist. He has the same, he tries to reflect the same power as Jesus. Wow. And he also spoke as a dragon. So he is a, obviously an agent of Satan as an end times antichrist false Jesus. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. We will pick our study up next time. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Thanks for listening to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. If you have questions or comments for us, email us right here at ray at miningthetruth.com. We welcome your comments and hope you'll join us next time for more of End Time Prophecies 